What does it feel like to live under the constant pervasiveness of a perilous future? From man-made climate change and more extreme weather patterns to inequality and the relentless drive to succeed in a society that is less upwardly mobile than any time since the Great Depression. Those are just some of the questions that filmmaker Brett Story explores in her 2019 film, The Hottest August. When I first saw this film, I immediately knew there was something special about it. And every time I rewatch it, I find another layer. And this last time I watched it, it really dug in and made me feel something. It doesn't feel like most documentaries that you see. It feels more personal, more curious. Most documentaries that we're used to watching want to tell you something. Especially films that explore politics and complex and existential issues like climate change. This film seems more interested in exploring and listening and discovering something that is difficult to talk about. Something like the isolation that seems to pervade our communities and make us turn inward. I wanted to dive more into this, so I asked the filmmaker Brett Story to come on the show. First, I asked Brett if she would introduce the film. The conceit is that it's a film shot entirely over the course of one month in one city. So New York um, City over the course of, of August 2017. And it's an exploration, a broad exploration of how people are coping with and navigating um, the anxieties of this moment, in particular, the sort of overwhelmingness of the climate catastrophe. The film is mostly observational in a way that I would compare to Frederick Wiseman. It also features interviews that feel more like Chantal Ackerman in her film South, but it also uses voiceover that feels like it's from the future, speaking about the moment that we're currently living in. Yeah, I, I refer to it to, you know, with my collaborator, collaborators, I was like, let's try and go for something that's like kind of a lo-fi sci-fi. So it's not over the top science fiction or fantasy, but it's just got like this little bit of a dirty edge of science fiction with the hope that, you know, the, the film is, is an exploration of how we're inhabiting a planet in crisis and how we're sort of just seemingly slow walking into our own extinction. So I think to even be able to pierce into that and look at that, there needs to be a little bit of estrangement that happens, um, which I think cinema is really, you know, uh, well positioned to, to offer. I asked Brett what inspired her to make this film. The question that I didn't have the answers to that I wanted to use a film to explore was, you know, how are we even living with or how am I living with this sort of constant feeling of dread on the one hand and a feeling of political paralysis? I think of myself as a politically involved person, I'm involved in lots of social struggles and social movements, and yet there's something about the climate crisis that just feels like overwhelming, like I don't know what to do about it. I was interested in finding a, a, a language through a film project to connect these sort of what, you know, what can sometimes feel just very, very personal, like waking up and just feeling dread and anxiety all the time to what is a kind of collective zeitgeist. You know, I've been thinking a lot about how the climate crisis is often treated as something that's different or separate from all these other things that are really um, stressful about this moment in time. I mean, you can you name your crisis, right? Inequality, housing, police brutality, etc. And I wanted to try and create a project that would let, in an in a non didactic way, sort of let me explore how the how these things interact with each other. At its heart, despair comes from a lack of our ability to see ourselves in the future. This is clear in the answers from the folks in the film, 
and in one of the more poetic and surreal scenes from a performance artist who walks around New York in a spacesuit. In a lot of documentaries, especially mainstream ones, we're used to following someone or a group of people on a grand journey or having experts explain things to us, but in this film, Brett was inspired by Chris Marker's 1963 La Jolie May, where the filmmakers talk to strangers on the streets to tell the story people like us. There's a way in which talking to strangers, not not following strangers, not following people on these sort of journeys, but rather just having fleeting encounters with people can actually be so illuminating. And it also, in, in a way, kind of mimics our, our daily experiences of life. Like how, how do we get information about the world? Well, one of the ways is that we just go about our day and we see things and we hear things and we talk to people and all of that informs the way we understand life. Bringing together all of these little snapshots into one film was precisely to say, there is such a thing as society, we belong to it. If there's a future at all, it's a collective future. The Hottest August is now streaming on your PBS app or on Mubi. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure.